Kate Wheeler and I am in studio with Christine Bentley and you are listening to what she said on 1059 the region thanks for joining us on this long weekend and happy Easter if you're celebrating we're kicking off the show today talking to a mother-daughter duo with a unique family business story international fashion accessory designer Susie Roher and her daughter Samantha Day will be here to tell us about their 2018 Susie Roher accessories collection and they're focusing this year on wearable art think scarves and belts I love wearable art. Mm -hmm. I think that's amazing. Another woman who has a unique business story is Gigi Harding. Now, she went from owning the master franchise rights of quick copy printing uh, to now sitting as CEO of Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa Canada. A big change, but we're going to ask her all about it. I see your eyes light up already. Whenever you say the word spa in the presence of Kate Wheeler... Her eyes light up. It's true, it's true, it's true. Spring is here. What better way to showcase your personal style than the most versatile piece of clothing in any closet? Denim. Lifestyle expert Casey Savage will be here with her Lola jeans on to talk styles that flatter, fit tricks, and what to look for when shopping for jeans. And we, you should know these are not just another brand of jeans. No, these, are, these, are, these are the go-to. Absolutely. I'm finding out what's in and what's not. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I've got to Got to get some. Musicologist Eric Alper is talking songs with titles that could be the first words on a 911 call, like I'm on fire in On the Record. And performing in our live studio sessions today, we have four-time Juno-nominated female reggae artist, you got it, Amoye. Don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk. We're on Facebook Live every Wednesday at 10 a.m., giving away prizes from our great guests. You can find all the details and so much more at whatshesaidtalk.com. Sign up for that VIP list. You are listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. We're going to take a quick break, but stay with us. What she said. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest, and lovable. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. As the saying goes, like mother, like daughter, and that's certainly true in the case of international fashion accessory designer Susie Rohr and Samantha Day. We're happy to welcome this mother-daughter duo in studio with us now. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Now, Susie, you began designing belts more than 30 years ago, having discovered your passion as a teenager. Uh, traveling the European fashion circuit on buying trips for your mother's clothing boutique. And now history is repeating itself. It's becoming a a, a family business, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And Sam, you now play an integral part of this business. And why don't you both start by telling us about your unique family business story? Because this is... Sure. So my mother was an amazing role model. And when I married my husband... 
um, we decided to join forces because we're both artists oh. and we're both incredibly creative. You can imagine working with your spouse that way. And we really wanted to um, do beautiful things. We're very, very artistic. We're, we have a lot of integrity. We have really incredible work ethic. And we wanted to create beautiful things. So we began our company. And Sam comes by it honestly because the entire time we basically talk day and night at the dinner table at breakfast, on the way to a cafe, so. Yeah, I mean, I really grew up in the industry and it was kind of um, an education like by osmosis. And so as soon as 12 years old, probably, I started taking everything in and started going on business trips with my mom. And then, you know, that was my beginning in the education of what to do in the fashion industry. And I kind of stuck with it all through school and university, and it was a natural fit just to go right into it afterwards. Sometimes people think that family pe- families shouldn't maybe work together so much, but you obviously <laughs> have a great bond. So yeah. do you see beautiful things the same way? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's incredible when you work with family because there's a synergy that you can't buy or pay for. Well, not always. Some families don't have I mean, you know, but in this case, it's an aesthetic. Um, That's right. That, and you really have to embrace the same aesthetic. Absolutely. I mean, I've really learned a lot through going on all these trips and having grown up with it. We've built the same aesthetic, I think, a lot. You know, I've learned a lot of my tastes through my parents and through my mom and her being a role model. Well, do you ever come up with something where you think, okay, we should add this to the collection and one of you says, I, oh, I hate that. She wants to know if you ever disagree. <laughs> no, because it's, it's you know, I have sisters and we sort of have the same taste, but then something comes up and we don't, you know, and when you work together, it's hard. I think we usually come up with, you know, we, there's definitely differences of opinion, but I think when something's really beautiful, we usually see it the same way. I might have a tilt on it different, but... So you design and manufacture your entire collection at your headquarters in downtown Toronto, yes. right? So tell us a bit about the creative process then, what you were starting to talk about. Well, I'll let Suze talk about the creative process because she is the most creative part of it. Yeah, so I'm the, I'm the designer of all the belts, so I'll talk about that, and I co-design the scarves with my husband. So um, we start off by going to Europe, and we have the pleasure of basically making the dessert of fashion, which is the scarves and belts. And we go and take do our due diligence. We go to art shows. We go to leather shows. We do all the stores, all the designer stores, and what we're looking for is the, the trends of the season. What is important? What's the collar like? What's the fabric like? What's the stitching like? What are the colors? And we gather our, our intelligence and we go to art shows and we basically get energized and we take all those, those facts and all the info and all the cool stuff that we've seen and we synthesize it so that we can um, make it into a fabulous product for Susie Roar customer, which is usually elevated, different, innovative. Those are all things that are really important to our product. So you've just launched the 2018 spring-summer yes. collection. Um, so let's start with the belts, which you call jewelry for the waist. I love that. Thank you. We do, because they really are jewelry for the waist. Um, we, this season is a very... Uh, 
uh, new silhouette with l- a larger shoulder and a smaller Ooh, emphasized shoulder waist. Pads. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They make everybody look better. <laughs> they do. I miss my shoulder pads. Yeah, Not for long. No. <laughs> they're coming back. Is absolutely. That, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're coming back? Yeah. It, 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 like small shoulder pads in blouses, even in jackets. Absolutely. So that's why the waist is so important because it's the big emphasis of the season. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in that sense, I think that everyone's going to be really excited to start wearing belts again. And it should be on the waist, but of course, everyone has a waist in a different place, and, mm-hmm. and that's just fine. Um, we started this season with doing a lot of pearls, and we also do this a lot of bi color. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I brought in some samples of some of the pearl belts we do, which is one size fits all pearl belts or more jewelry for the, as in stretch. Um, that can be a necklace or a belt. Now, when you talk about placement, um, I see a lot of women wearing their belt like an empire, the empire right. waist mm-hmm. level. How does that? It seems to give you a better lean if you're if you have a. I would call that a Michelle Obama look. A Michelle yeah. Obama. Yeah, look. Okay. she always raised them really, really high, and it's just completely personal. Where you want to wear it on your body is mm-hmm. up to you. But these belts are quite different in that they really are jewelry. So you don't you just maybe put some earrings on and a bracelet, right. and you really aren't going to do much else to draw attention away from them, right? Is that the way you recommend wearing them? Absolutely. You know, we want these pieces to be tools in your wardrobe so that they are empowering pieces. When you get up in the morning and you want to get dressed, it's always nice to have this incredible wardrobe of, of creative things that you can put together and make a very powerful personal statement. Well, what I'm thinking is we've had people in that talk about editing your wardrobe down to very basic stuff and then adding accessories. So this would be absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You change your belt, you change your scarf, and that makes a whole new look all the time. Exactly. Well, Mm -hmm. let's talk about uh, your scarves are wearable art. They absolutely are wearable art. I mean, it's really something different in a scarf than the average one that you'd find because each one has a story and a message. It's really a great marriage between the fashion side and the art side. And as much as, you know, you see the scarf draped and you just see blue colors and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But then if I was to open up this scarf that I'm wearing, it's called the Essence of Beauty. And that title gives you a little insight into what that piece of art would be. So if I open this scarf up, you'd see a beautiful image that has a whole artistic meaning behind it of, you know, embracing your beauty and your inner beauty of being confident. And that's the essence of each person. So who, who is the designer, the artist of that landscape? It would be my husband, husband. and I. Yeah, yeah. The, the photographs are, are 99% his, like some of mine. But together we create this uh, aesthetic. Amazing. They uh, really are. And they're completely loved and adored. When, pe- when you have it, it becomes your blankie. They're, they're, wa- they're hand washable. <laughs> so when you touch it, you'll see it, they feel amazing. Is that what you yeah. mean by saying it all begins with the core of the fabric? It, yes. The, the fabric... Uh, actual threads we choose in Italy and we get to um, basically create our own process and I call that our secret sauce because no one else has the Susie Roar touch. That's completely luxurious to us. That's excellent. Now, do you have any tips for styling accessories that you can share with us and our listeners? Absolutely. First of all, uh, the call out for belts is don't leave your loops empty. Don't leave your loops empty, okay? Like, definitely fill those loops. Yeah, fill them. With scarves, the best thing to do is go to our blog, which is uh, www.suzyroar.com, and take a look how to, how to tie scarves. There's 25 ways a girl will, will show you. And just it's just to become very comfortable with scarves, too. It, you really can't go wrong. 
Um, this is a, a, an important uh, thing that I want to talk about since it's a mother-daughter event. But Mother's Day is coming. Mm -hmm. So scarf is an amazing gift for Mother's Day. So um, if you want to take a look at our website, you'll see a few scarves that we chose specifically for Mother's Day. Yeah, because they all have those messages behind them. So it's mm -hmm. really more than just a gift. It's, you know, a gifted a card almost at once. Mm -hmm. so, so belts and scarves, anything else that you think about doing maybe? we do everything actually we oh. yes we, um, yeah. we have a very big announcement which is we are opening up our own brand store and it's coming in a month or so um, on queen street at trinity bellwoods park oh wonderful so um, you will see Susie roar in its full statement we do phenomenal bags we do jewelry we do skirts we do fabulous scarves belts you just come and you will not believe i'm so we'll excited <laughs> oh, me too, me too. i just want one more question don't leave your loops empty what does that mean that means it's Put a belt in them. Yeah, so a lot of jeans and pants are oh, coming oh, oh, up. Oh, okay. I and thought so, you meant something to do with a belt. Oh, okay. no. So, no. I mean, just, okay. you know, yep. no. fill those loops. Fill Absolutely. Those loops. Yeah. Fill Absolutely. Those loops. Um, okay, so where can people buy your stuff now? Is so, right now, the best place is online at suzyaurora.com. It's R-O-H-E-R. -E yes. yes. Right. Okay. And then across Canada and across the world, but in Canada, we have stores from coast to coast. Andrews here in the city is mm -hmm. great. Uh, Fredericton, there's Robert Simmons. And uh, in the West Coast, Maryland is actually having a trunk show. So they'll have a huge array right now by, uh, I well, think, April Do you 3rd. plan on opening across the country your own stores or just one brand store for we'll now? Start we'll, we'll start with one. We'll start with one. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Well, Susie Rohr and Samantha Day, thank you so much for joining us and good luck. Thank Thanks you for having so much us. for having us. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is Gigi Harding, the CEO of Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa Canada. Welcome to What She Said. Thanks very much. We are so excited to have you in because you went from owning the master franchise rights of quick copy printing to now sitting as CEO of uh, the Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. That's such a big change. Like, what prompted that move? Well, it's not really a big change because our family's been in franchising for over 30 years. But uh, what happened was my father brought in quick copy printing. Mm -hmm. He retired in the 1990s, and my brother and I continued with the business, and we saw an opportunity to bring a new franchise into Canada and, uh, you know, did a lot of research looking at different opportunities and fell in love with Hand and Stone. Uh, we were big massage goers and, and 
the concept really fit the demographic needs of today and and for the busy lifestyle. So we re- really just fell in love with it and decided we wanted to replicate our our success with Quick Copy, and, and here we are today. Before we get into this particular company, what is it about franchising that you love? Uh, I think it's it's a system that you can replicate, but it's also watching people succeed with that system and helping them to use the programs and the advertising and the marketing and and how to deal with the customer and and just seeing them use that, improve on the systems that you offer. And uh, it's just a really good feeling. And, and also, you know, seeing the customer really happy at the end of their services mm-hmm. was something that I wasn't really thinking about, but it it, it had a big impact when we opened our first location. Well, when you have anything with it, with the words spa and massage <laughs> in it, you bet people are going to be happy. And Kate's one of them. She's I already am. she's already beaming because she those those are words like chocolate. Well, I'll tell you what I'm beaming at. The next line that I have here is Hand and Stone offers the same services as many private spas, hot stone, relaxation massages at a fraction of the cost. Right. How are you doing that? So our customers come in uh, to try us, and our trial offer is about 35 to 40% below market rates. So you get in, you get to try us. You get to uh, have an RMT do the service or a licensed esthetician do your facial and really get a feel for what it's like to come and be a customer of Hand & Stone. And after that, um, you can continue to come either by joining our membership program, which also is uh, at a discounted rate, or you can just continue to come back as a non-member with us. So for non-members, you could just kind of walk in or yep. call That's right. a day ahead and say, right. well, do you have anything? Or That's right. So yeah. if you're not sure how often you're going to use it, you wouldn't be a member. You wouldn't be a member. Yeah. But a lot of people like the idea of being in that regular routine of coming in to see us once a month or more mm-hmm. because they want to have a treatment. They have something physically that they need uh, you know, to get fixed, or they want to have facials and and like that feeling of of having their skin rejuvenated, the hydration and everything, and they they want to come on a regular basis. Well, I'm a newbie, so I've never quite heard of anything I've uh, or or known anyone who's had a membership. Are there you know? So what does that entail? Well, basically, by committing to come in to see us once a month, you get discounted prices. Okay. That, that's really what the membership is. And, and what that gives you is a package a month that you can use towards a massage or facial. So, and if you don't come in that month, you can come in the next month and have two. So you don't ever lose that. So it doesn't expire. No, it doesn't expire. That's good to know because that would be a problem, I think, for people who travel or go away in the summer. But it's also, you know, we're having these conversations. Women are having conversations about how they don't look after themselves. They don't make time for themselves. So this is sort of a resolution thing where you say, I'm going to do this because I talk about doing this and then I never get around to it because there's Mm -hmm. some other crisis that isn't really a crisis at home or whatever. And that kind of makes you go and be good to yourself. Right. And I think as women, we don't, we tend to take care of everybody else before we take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Now, well, and you're a CEO and a mother, which can be a lot to handle all at once and something many of our listeners do deal with. How do you balance your personal and professional life? She laughs. I am laughing because, to be honest, I don't think I do balance my life. Um, I, it's 
it's trying to figure out what your priorities are. And I, I, I like to think of it as sort of, uh, I'm juggling, uh, you know, there's four balls in the air at any time. It's, you know, family, it's business, it's, uh, it's your health, it's your friends. And those four balls are in the air all the time. And I am constantly dropping one of them, quite frankly, (laughs) and trying to pick them up. And I think, you know, perfect day for me would be to have all four balls in the air and be juggling well, but that doesn't happen. And that's the reality of life, I think. So, I mean, what are your then top three, let's say, self-care tips? Because you talked about how we do put everybody else first. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, in all honesty, before I bought brought hand and stone into canada i don't i didn't take care of my skin mm-hmm. and, and I your was skin is beautiful and, i must thank say you. but my <laughs> my i was a soap and water girl full disclosure and then i started talking to the experts and it, really learning the uh, facial industry and it made a difference and that's one of the things that i now do is take care of my skin and use use the products the experts are recommending and have regular facials, and, and I do have regular massages. So I am an advocate for it, because uh, I do think that it's good for your health and your, and your wellness. And then I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sleeper. I like eight hours a night. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> so which one of those is your best piece of beauty advice? Well, the one I do do regularly is eight hours. Eight yeah. hours of sleep. I think, Good for I, you. Think, I think you're right. Beauty I mean, sleep, I yeah. think yeah. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. to get enough sleep. You just have to function. I can't function with. Uh, with what too about much your less. best piece of business advice? Um, my best piece of it, business advice. I get asked this occasionally, and I would say if you're in business, put your hand up and volunteer for things. I've that's allowed me to. Uh, experience a lot of things outside of the general day-to-day running of a business that I wouldn't have been able to have if I didn't put up my hand and, and volunteer. So, you know, I, I I recommend that everybody tries to get involved. If somebody says, I need help, put your hand up and help because it's amazing where it's it's led me. And I've been very fortunate because I've done some very interesting things through charities and through our business associations that I wouldn't have had the opportunity if I hadn't put my hand up. So that's what I would recommend anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, so how many locations are there now? 20, 27 locations and we've got in more which in the pro- works. Like 27 locations where? They're mostly in GTA. We have one in Ottawa and we also have one in Saskatoon. So we're starting our expansion out West and uh, this is going to be a big year for us. So what does it take? What would somebody, ha- if they wanted to open Mm-hmm. One of the franchises. What would mm-hmm. they do? Uh, they would contact us. Uh, you can do your initial research online at uh, handandstone.ca, mm-hmm. um, or else you can give us a call. Um, but the best place to start really is is on the website. All the information's there. So, and to make and to book an appointment, can you book appointments? Find the one that's closest to you again at handandstone.ca. Oh, absolutely, yes. And to just go in and experience and, it. Oh, yeah, please do. Do you have any <laughs> any people that have come in and experienced it and ended up, you know, and I bought the franchise? Uh, we actually do. All of the all of our franchisees are massage goers. Right. I think you really buy into the whole health and wellness um, idea, and most of them have had massages before, whether they've been past customers with us. I think a couple of a couple were actually, yeah, yeah. It, one of the things that I know because I, I do go for massages a lot is that if I want an RMT, it's generally more expensive. But you're no, we're all RMT based. All RMT, right. that's excellent. Right. So you can claim it on your 
insurance. insurance, you'll get a receipt. Absolutely. That's yep. excellent to know. Mm-hmm. So again, the website, tell us what the website it's is. It's uh, www.handandstone.ca. And there's one right by our new our new station, Christine. Yes, oh, so really? you have to come in. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh. What is like Maybe go after we take the show. No, I think then, you know, with me, when I have a massage, then I want to sleep. That's why I said after after we take the show. We're not going before. We'd be snoozing. I would highly recommend an 80-minute massage then because you will never go back to an hour massage after that. Really? No. 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 I do that. I I do that. Do you do couples massages? We do do couples massages, yeah. I got my husband started. He was like, he thought it was all a bit, you know, silly, but now he's a convert. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat, actually. It's a great experience. All right. Thank you so much for coming in and telling us about it, Jamie. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. What she said. What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly six million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. This is 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. I'm Christine Bentley. Joining us now is musicologist Eric Alper for On The Record. And today we are talking about songs with titles that kind of sound like they could be the first words on a 911 call. And that was I'm On Fire. That was Mm. I'm On Fire by Bruce Springsteen. Do you remember, I'm not going to give away your ages, do you remember picking up the phone and needing to call the operator in order to connect a call? I remember party lines, babe. Uh, (laughs) It's it's such a foreign thing, I think, to this generation to know that you couldn't call anybody without the assistance of somebody else. And in fact, when you had an emergency, you had to wait for the operator to come on the line and say, get me the police, or I want to report a fire. And that is a song by Bruce Springsteen called I'm on Fire. That kind of, you know fits neatly into the what would songs say if they had to call the operator to get connected springsteen's i'm on fire was such a huge hit it was the fourth single out of seven top 10 songs from the born in the usa album but still the only one out of all of them that is never included on a bruce springsteen's greatest hits album for reasons unknown reasons i was gonna say why and you why even you don't know i just answered it let's call the operator and find out Operator, why is I'm on fire by Bruce Springsteen? Oh, not on call the operator. Now we say, can call Alexa. We could just ask Alexa that. Yeah, maybe Alexa would know. Yeah, we could call the operator and say, help. Help. I need somebody. Help. Not just anybody. Help. You know, I need someone. Help. When I was young, was so much younger than today. I never need. I never need 
help in any way. You can call help, and in fact, if you call help, they may ask if that's John Lennon on the other line because that song was written in the manner that John just felt absolutely overwhelmed with the success of the Beatles. He couldn't go anywhere without being mobbed, and he wrote the song as a plea not only to the fans to let him to let them know how he was feeling, but I think also just to his subconscious that it was really a cry for help. Help was actually also um, at the other end of the spectrum. Help kind of paid off a little bit because it was the first Beatles song to ever be licensed for a commercial. Ford paid $100,000 to the band to use that song in a TV ad that was done by a sound-alike band but still produced by George Martin. I always thought they should use... Um Ticket to Ride for the ride program. For, yeah. Or airplanes. He's got a ticket to ride and We're my baby so don't care. Business. Yeah, I know. We should just be my <laughs> geniuses. Why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone and I always feel like somebody's watching me and I have no props. Oh, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Tell me, is it just a dream? Somebody's watching me. Help. Somebody's watching me, and his name is Rockwell. Rockwell had two hits, even though he appears on a lot of these one-hit wonder compilations and TV ads. Somebody's watching me was a demo tape that was sent to his father, and his father just happened to be Motown CEO and founder Barry Gordy. Barry didn't like the song, even though that... You know, it was his son. They were kind of estranged at the time, but he put it out simply because of two reasons. On the backing vocals of the song was two guys. One of them was named Michael Jackson, and the other one was Jermaine Jackson. So he decided to put out the song, and it became a huge hit, even though that it's about a stalker. Want to sing it? Somebody shot the sheriff. He <laughs> sing? Are you kidding? <laughs> but you didn't shoot the deputy. No, I didn't. That's the important I thing. You were only sure charged with not. one murder instead of two. I shot the sheriff might be a call that Bob Marley would make to the operator. The story is told from the point of view of a narrator who admits to killing the corrupt local sheriff but claimed to be falsely accused of having killed the deputy sheriff. The narrator also claims to have acted in self-defense at the time. And this song not only became a hit for Marley, but also for Eric Clapton when he stuck it on his album. And Bob has said that he wanted to say, I shot the police, but the government would have made such a fuss about it that he wrote, I shot the sheriff instead. But it's the same idea, justice. And yes, she probably did it again and will do it again and, and again. And do it again and has Oops. done it many times. Oops. It, that, of course, is Britney Spears, my next wife. Um, it was written by uh, by Max Martin, who... Um, Brittany, you know I love you. Um, Max Martin, of course, is a massive, massive songwriter. He had the third most number one singles 
on the Billboard Hot 100 history with 22 right behind Paul McCartney and John Lennon. In addition, Max Martin had the second most number one singles as a producer with 20 right behind George Martin of the Beatles, who has 23. So this guy knows the power of the song and he knew that Oops, I Did It Again would have such sexual connotations that it was perfect for somebody like... I think 17 or 18-year-old Britney Spears at the time. <laughs> in, oh. in her little kilt. And her little kilt, yeah. Okay, in, I'm cutting it off right here, no, people. That's right, that's okay, right. Operator, so I need help to get out of this segment. <laughs> thanks, Eric, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for having me. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. Well, spring is here, and it is time to shed our down-filled layers and reveal ourselves to the world again. Oh, what, no. What better way <laughs> to showcase your personal style than with the most versatile piece of clothing in any closet, and it's made with denim. Denim! Joining us now to tell us more is lifestyle expert Casey Savage. Welcome back to the show. So good to be here. It's nothing, a pair of jeans is just like a classic. You need a pair of jeans. You need a great pair of jeans. Now, here's something most people don't know. You don't have to spend $250 on a pair of jeans that are made in LA to look good and 250. Feel good. I know people that spend 400 bucks 400. on jeans. Who who are you people? Okay? That's my first question because you can get a great fitting pair of jeans of great denim, believe it or not, for around $80 from Lola Jeans, Montreal company, and they have worked their entire careers to create the perfect pair of jeans. And there's a science to it. I actually went to their head office in Montreal, um, in the fashion district, of course, and there's an actual science to the perfect pair of jeans. Pocket placement. Mm -hmm. Have you ever worn a pair of jeans? And you're like, why is my bum so low? Or Mm -hmm. conversely, why is my bum on my back? Like, why? what is happening here? So pocket placement, of course, is always key. But there are lots of different fit tricks. Where are the seams? Are they slenderizing? What about your tummy area? So I'm wearing a pair of jeans right now that feel honestly like I'm still in my pajamas. And that's that's, that's a, my litmus test. Do you remember the days when we, oh I mean, I, I'm way older, but where we used to wash our jeans and then we would literally lie on the bed yeah, and, and try to do, get in and try and do the button up yeah. and zip it up while they were still damp because they yeah, were... Wet for death. <laughs> yeah, wet Oh, that's comfortable. A yeah. nice pair of wet jeans. Yeah, that's that's always wet. sexy. Yeah. It was just... <laughs> Not wet, but still damp, damp because you got moist. I mean, it was just, and they were not comfortable. They no. were digging into your stomach the whole time. Well, they've got a style, the Anna, which I'm wearing right now, that actually are pull-on jeans. So that means there's no closure at all. It's like pulling on your favorite pair of yoga pants. They've got four-way stretch. All their denim has four-way stretch. And they're also really philanthropic as well. They they um, donate proceeds from every sale of jeans at lolajeans.ca to breast cancer research. So. Oh, well, that's Love a company that cares. You know what, Casey? We were talking about this in our Facebook Live, and I didn't know that Lola jeans are a thing. Yeah. They're a thing. You know where they're actually People huge? People go, oh, I love them, I love them, I love them. I'm thinking, well, I, 
I didn't even know about them. Well, and here's the thing. I was talking to them the other day, and I know that there's a retailer near me that sells them. LolaJeans.ca is the fastest way to find yeah. them. But they're huge in the U.S., believe it or not. So it's not uncommon when you're shopping in the U.S., maybe on vacation, if you're combing the denim racks to say, Lola Jeans, they're from Montreal. Um, anyway, so they fit all their jeans on different bodies. So many companies fit their jeans on some you know, toothpick of a model who is five foot 10 or 11 and, and just, and weighs 97 pounds. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's including her hair. But what Lola jeans does is they fit their denim on real bodies. And when I was looking through tons and tons of online reviews, women keep saying the same things about these jeans, which is no matter what my curves, they fit great. There's no plumber butt when you bend over. Mm -hmm. There's no muffin top because most of their jeans are mid to high rise because let's face it. I mean, does anyone look good in a pair of jeans that are barely above the decency no, level? No. Kylie Jenner. Uh, well, maybe. But what's coming up for spring? Oh, okay. So, Summer, spring. If you summer. have a favorite pair of jeans that you've mm -hmm. been wearing since the 70s, they may feel great to you, but they may not look trendy in it on, in, on, in style. Okay. So let's talk about some of the trends. The Canadian tuxedo is in style. Denim, denim on denim. denim. <laughs> what? Christine's yeah. like, what? What? Am I missing what, what, here? The Canadian tuxedo or the Oshawa tuxedo, depending on where you're from. Denim jacket. Denim, Pants, denim, even a denim blouse tucked into a pair of denim jeans or untucked. Yeah. So denim with denim. It used to be a no-no. You yep. never want to wear denim with denim. It's I feel like Christine's back. maybe been wearing the Canadian tuxedo for years, not knowing this. Well, I've ha yeah, I have got denim shirts that I've worn with jeans. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you're well, already you're, on you're trend. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Deconstructed denim. So you're seeing a lot of denim where portions of the jeans are cut out and lighter denim inserts are put in there which is really kind of cool raw edges so you're probably seeing a lot of that it used to be just a tidy hem on the bottom of jeans but now it's raw edges so you can let them fray a little bit even if you're cutting them yourself the frays are in style so that well, looks we did cool. the frays in the 60s oh yeah mm -hmm. just i don't think frays were dragging ever on style. the ground and they frayed all on their own jean jackets and floral print denim is absolutely unbelievable it's crazy actually what they can do with denim these days where you have to look twice and say are those really a pair of jeans? Um, so I encourage you to check out lolajeans.ca because I know firsthand how difficult it is. It's like swimsuit shopping, mm. jeans. It's so discouraging. It's so demoralizing and soul crushing and until you find the right ones. Kate was saying she saw some with lace at the bottom. Yeah, lace the, on the, the bottom, yes. half ones with lace. Yes, capri, ankle length are in style and a darker wash is back in style, like an indigo wash is back again. LolaJeans.ca. Casey Savage, as always, thank you for thank inspiring you. our wardrobe. Glad to be here. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. 
Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, when it comes to money, the truth will set you free. <laughs> Joining us now is Dillis DeCruz, who is the Vice President of Wealth at Meridian Credit Union. And today we are talking about finding your financial truth. Not sure if I want to find out the financial truth for me, but welcome to what she said, Dillis. Great to see you. Nice to be back. So what is our financial truth? You know, uh, this is really about having a heart to heart with yourself and going deep and saying, where am I financially and where do I want to be? Uh, But it's having an honest conversation with yourself to really look at where you are financially. Well, I would say even for me, who is fairly savvy about money, I think it's a tough question to answer because I... I've had discussions and I I would put myself in one category and somebody else would say, that's not true. Where do you get the the person who says, no, this is where you are? Yeah, and and I think that's exactly uh, what I want to get at today is is finding your financial truth. It's about are you okay? You want to know that you're, you're going to be okay. So I think that is fundamentally, everybody wants to know that they're going to be okay, whatever okay is for you, uh, because everybody has their own story. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to say, um, you know, this is exactly where you should be. Because then what that does is it imposes a lot of guilt and should do's where you know, our, each of us have a different story. You might have gone through a divorce. You might be a single parent. You may have lost a job. There all sorts of things could life happens. And so when you put yourself up against a bar of where you should be, maybe because of age um, or because of life stage, um, all of a sudden we put unnecessary pressure on ourselves. So I don't think there is a right or wrong answer to where you should be. It's really about going, where am I at now? And what do I want to accomplish? And then having a heart to heart with somebody who can actually guide you on that path to get you to where you want to be. But a lot of people are afraid to do that because they may be embarrassed about where they are. Yeah. And, and, and this is so common. And I'm so glad you brought that up because we have people coming in with very healthy portfolios who are apologizing to us saying, I know I shouldn't be, I, I'm not where I need to be. And we're like, are you kidding? Right? So we put this undue pressure on ourselves. I mean, right now we're in RSP season and I'm a banker. And there is so much about how you need to invest in your RSPs and TFSAs. And there's this should do, should do, should do. And sometimes we just have so much pressure that our bar is so high that we don't even look at where we're at. And so I find it so um, interesting that people are apologizing even when they're in a healthy position. But on the flip side, you might not be in a healthy position because life happened and you want to be able to go into your your bank or your credit union and talk to an advisor and not feel judged because you're probably judging yourself already you know constantly and and most of us go into avoidance right okay i don't want to deal with that i'm not where i want to be i don't want to go in and talk to someone so i'm here to tell you 
take the leap and go in and talk to someone. There's also a little bit of social judgment in that I think for somebody my age, the, the big question or dilemma, if you will, is I have X amount. What if I live till I'm 95? Do I want to uh, have a good time and, and go through my bucket list and enjoy myself? Mm-hmm. And what about if I get sick and I need care? Am I... And what a, am, am I risking being a burden on my children? Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, saying, wow, I've worked my whole life. Like, I'd like to blow some of it now on some of the things I always said I was going to do. Yeah. And I think that, for many people, is the dilemma. And can a banker, can somebody like you advise me about where I'm just getting to be too paranoid? Yeah, I, I think it's about having that conversation. And just like you just had that and put it out there, I think you should be able to go into your banker uh, and your advisor and say, this is exactly it. I want to have fun. I want to do this. But I also want to make sure if anything happens, I'm okay. I also don't want to put a burden on my children and lay out your story so that they can build a plan around you. So then they can help you structure and put you on the path to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to cover this off just to be, you know, to be uh, cautious and to make sure that I'm I'm not putting a strain on anybody. Just put this much away uh, out of what I'm saving for, what I have, um, to to make sure that I've got enough to live on. And this is what I'm going to blow it on. You know, I'm just going to have fun. But that is the crux of it. I think you have to have to be able to have that conversation first and foremost before people start punching in. You know, what your asset allocation is going to be and how much you're going to go in your time horizon. I think you have to have that story, that conversation. So I would think that it would be good to build a relationship with one person because circumstances are going to change mm-hmm. as we discussed it could be you know divorce it could be death um could be health it could be all those kind of things so how often though should you revisit with your advisor and modify because of various changes so it all depends on your personal situation and we, we what we do with our advisors we actually ask um our our members uh, how often do you want to meet with us i would say you want a quarterly touch point I mean, if that makes sense to you, it could be on the phone, just say, hey, you're, you're on plan, things are going good, if you want that peace of mind. Some people are just okay with twice a year, or other people want a little bit more hand-holding, and I think that's the conversation you want to have with your advisor. What's going to give you peace of mind to make sure, at minimum, once a year, at minimum, I think for your own benefit, you'd want to just you know, take a look at your plan and say, am I on track? If you've had a fundamental life change um, through that point, then it's uh, imperative that you get in and talk to your advisor because you might be in a financial situation where you have to scale back. Well, the other thing, too, is as, as to Kate's point, um, I've had uh, people that I've had for more than 20 years. So they know me. They know my risk tolerance. They know what, what worries me, what doesn't worry mm-hmm. me. And so they know that if something changes, I will call them. Right. So we don't have a regular, but we, we maybe talk maybe once or twice a month quickly on the phone and, you know, anything going on. But if you don't have somebody, it's really important to get somebody. I, I agree with Kate. Yeah, and it's the relationship that's key. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it's the relationship to make sure you're comfortable. Um, and you, I, you know, you could have even gone down the path and said, I don't even talk to them. I talk to them twice a year, but I know I'm in good hands, and they're going to reach out yeah. to me. That might be the relationship that you have and that you're fine with. But it's finding something that's going to work for you. So, but a lot of the financial institutions do tend to push their own products. Mm-hmm. So, how can you make sure that you're getting? an advisor that's right for you? Well, I think it goes with your gut, right? So I think the three, there's a few things I say is, is that before, when you're having a conversation with an advisor, if they're not getting to know you personally, then that's a red flag. I mean, they have to have your, your personal story, your professional story before they can even recommend, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's good for you because product really comes last, 
right? That is the last piece after they find out about you and what you want longer term, short term, medium term. So, um, you know, I think it's critical that if you're not feeling like this person is really listening to you, listening to your story and understanding where you want to go and working with you, then you got to shop around. There's so many advisors. Product will really come last and that'll be about what meets your, your investment needs and where you want to go. How early should one start having an advisor? In your 20s? I would suggest that I, I had an interesting uh, conversation with my daughter, and this is just kind of a sidebar, but she's uh, 17, and again, it's RSP season. She said, Mom, I think I need to start saving for an RSP. And I went, uh, no, honey, you need to start saving for university, right? Yeah. So right. You know, get a job. We're putting it away first. So um, it's interesting. And my son now is uh, going to be 21, and he was talking about RSP. So I think you know, I would get him, he's just went to Tokyo uh, for eight months, but uh, I would get him in, a, in with an advisor when he comes back, because I think now's the perfect time for him to start talking about his future and where maybe he should start saving and what his objectives are. Right. Because, you know, you know, Christine and I were just talking about, you know, what about saving for a house down the road? He's mm -hmm. 21. He's not even finished school. But his, you know, five, six, eight-year horizon might be, I want to save for a condo or a house, you know, once I graduate and get a, you know, um, get a job. So maybe I should start thinking about that. And so what's the right mechanism to do that? Because that's also a good investment for the future. Mm -hmm. Love that compound interest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dillis, where can people connect with you and get some of this invaluable help and advice? I would say visit our website, um, Meridian, www.meridiancu.ca. And uh, there's a ton of information. We have a lot of uh, inform informative videos on there. And also, if they want to get in touch with an advisor, they can click on their location and uh, various uh, branches and locations will come up. Well, awesome. thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, it's always great to be here. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com TC or call 416-340-7270. This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. are listening to is Soul Rebel by four-time Juno-nominated female reggae artist Amoye. Welcome back to What She Said. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. The last time you were here, we talked to you about the lack of women nominated at the Junos. Do you think there was better representation this year? I feel they did a little bit better this year. Yes. Yeah? I saw a lot of females on the carpet and in the room, uh, in the gala day, and as well uh, uh, on the stage as well. So this year was a little bit better. Now so you're What's it like being a female singer-songwriter in reggae? Because it's a genre that 
makes predominantly male hip hop Mm -hmm. seem sort of, you know, wildly progressive by comparison. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a challenge. And I always get asked this question. But for me, I'm always up for a good challenge. And I feel like we do need a balance in in the reggae industry when it comes to having more representation from females. And I'm here to do that. And hopefully... As we go on, as we progress on in, in, in reggae, you'll see a lot more female in the forefront. So your latest album, The Light, is out now. How would you describe it for someone who hasn't heard your music before? Well, The Light is a call to action, I would say. Um, the last time I was here, I was telling you a little bit about my um, spiritual awakening, and that's mm-hmm. where this uh, old album got birthed out of. And the energy is all about finding your and listening to your inner voice, your intuition, your eye yourself, and allowing that voice to guide you and to um, be your how do I say For I find that a lot of females are either scared or intimidated by especially the music industry right. and for me I find that when you stand up for yourself and you find the courage to do that no matter where you are it's it, it, it's it's the the backbone of anything that you want to do. Absolutely. We are absolutely looking forward to hearing you in our studio sessions, performing The Light, and that is it for our show. We will be uh, back next next weekend right here on 105.9 The Region. Now here is Amoye. Thank you. the new normal change is the new wake up feeling good mm-hmm. wake up renewed wake up the time is now things are changing up See the world a lot different now. Look at me, look at me, and tell me, I tell me, what do you see? We are more than just this 3D image. We are light energy. Yeah. Observing the elements here. Observing the rising of the light that will take you out. The light that will take you out The light that will take you out the dark Light that will take you out the dark Light that will take you out Yeah Light that will take you out The light that will take you out the dark Light that will take you out the dark Exodus Consciousness The people want changes, righteousness. I'm confident and I'm very, very sure. I want love to represent I and I all across the globe. Look at me, look at me. Now tell me, tell me, what do you see? We are more than just this 3D image. We are light energy. The light that will take you out. The light that will take you out 
the light that will take you out the dark light that will take you out the dark light that will take you out uh, the light that will take you out the light that will take you out the dark And take you out the dark, yeah. Oh, the light inside. Whoa, oh, the light inside. Observing. The elements here Observing, observing Yeah, the light that will take you out The light that will take you out The light that will take you out the dark The light that will take you out the dark The light that will take you out The light that will take you out The light that will take you out the dark Light that will take you out the dark. The light that will take you out. Yeah, yeah. The light that will take you out. Uh huh. The light that will take you out the dark. The light that will take you out the dark. Thank you. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.